Welcome to the High Vibe and Healthy Podcast. My name is Fran Dargaville and I'm a functional nutritionist with a passion for gut health and real food. I'm here to share my take on nutrition and health, answer your questions and chat with leading health and wellness experts and all-round inspiring humans. Enjoy this week's episode and submit your questions at frandargaville.com or via my Instagram, frandargaville. Hello there, friend. I hope your day is going very, very well. Today, we're going to be chatting about breakfast tips and ideas to support your gut health and hormones. We're going to chat about why having breakfast is important and why having the right type of breakfast is important for your gut health and hormones. And I'm going to give you some suggestions that you can incorporate that are going to be great gut and hormone supportive breakfast options, even if you don't have a whole lot of appetite in the morning. Now, I've been having a lot of conversations with people lately who have been skipping breakfast, whether they're just skipping breakfast because it's inconvenient, maybe they don't have much of an appetite in the morning, or maybe they are intentionally intermittent fasting. So they're intentionally choosing to not have breakfast in order to be able to gain some of the benefits of intermittent fasting. However, I will say that regardless of whether it's due to a low appetite or whether you're choosing to fast, or whether it's just inconvenient, breakfast for the average person that leads a busy life is really, really important. And in particular, having the right type of breakfast can really make your day and skipping breakfast or having maybe not so much the best option for breakfast can definitely break your day and leave you feeling exhausted, anxious, and having a crappy night's sleep later in the day. So let's chat about some of the benefits now for having breakfast. First up, starting your day with the right kind of breakfast, which means a breakfast with adequate protein and healthy fats is going to stabilize your blood sugar. So stabilizing our blood sugar levels really signals to our body that it is safe. Whereas on the other hand, skipping breakfast for whatever reason that is, is signaling a lack of safety to the body. Now, as I've spoken about in previous episodes, fasting for someone who is super healthy, super resilient, doesn't have a stressful job or a stressful life with kids can be absolutely fine. Whereas fasting for the average person, I find, tends to not have a lot of benefits and have mostly adverse effects on our health. So having that healthy breakfast supports our hormones, stabilizes that blood sugar, which means our body feels safe. We're not going to see a huge spike in our stress hormones like cortisol and adrenaline, and we're going to have long lasting energy throughout the day. And in terms of that hormone supportive breakfast, I do suggest that you have that within around 60 to 90 minutes of waking up. That's what tends to work best for most people. Now, when it comes to gut health and breakfast, There's a couple of things to consider. So I find that a lot of people choose not to have breakfast or choose to go for intermittent fasting because they just don't have much of an appetite in the morning. And this is extremely common. But if you don't have an appetite in the morning, this is a clue that something isn't quite right with your digestion. So you may be erring on the side of constipation. You might have some sort of digestive dysfunction, like for example, Gallbladder dysfunction is a big one when it comes to that lack of morning appetite. 
So this is starting to give us some clues that something is a little bit out of whack with your gut health and needs to be addressed as opposed to just skipping breakfast to avoid having to deal with what's going on there and why you don't have that morning appetite. We really want to figure out what is going on for you and what is contributing to that lack of morning appetite. And if that is the case for you, if you don't have much of an appetite in the morning, one thing that I would suggest is as soon as you wake up to have a large glass of warm water with the juice of half a lemon. So the warmth of the water helps promote peristalsis, which is these muscular waves that get things moving through our digestive tract. So that sort of helps to get your appetite going. And the lemon also helps to stimulate the production of our digestive juices as well. So it's a really good way to start to increase that appetite in the morning and also get things moving if you are prone to being more blocked up. In terms of the benefits of breakfast for gut health, firstly, it has indirect benefits in the sense of reducing those stress hormones, balancing your blood sugar, because obviously being in that calmer, relaxed, satiated, stable state is really beneficial for your gut health. And it also helps improve digestion as well. More directly, having breakfast, having a meal earlier in the day is stimulating your digestive function, which helps get your gut moving. So it might seem a little bit counterintuitive, but if you're feeling blocked up or your digestion is sluggish, having something to eat, even if it's more of a snack than a full meal, can help get things moving in the morning. And also breakfast is a great time to be getting in some of these beneficial gut-friendly foods. For example, prebiotics, probiotics, fiber, and all that good stuff that can really support our gut health. So I'd encourage you to look at adding in some form of prebiotic with your breakfast. So that could include stewed apple, for example, which is rich in pectin, and that supports the growth of beneficial bacteria in your gut. So it has sort of that probiotic effect being a prebiotic and also probiotic foods as well. That might be a good quality yogurt that contains probiotics or a kefir. Or if you're having more of a savory breakfast, you could go for a fermented veggie like sauerkraut, for example. We also want to add in some fiber as well. So any prebiotic foods are generally going to have a good fiber content. So that could be soaked overnight oats if you tolerate those or just some sort of fruits and veggies. Before I give you some suggestions more specifically around what to incorporate for breakfast, I want to give you some sort of pointers that we really want to think of when we're choosing what we're going to have for breakfast. I know I've mentioned a couple already, but I'm going to give you this, you know, well-rounded sort of approach to that now. The number one thing above everything else that I find most people are not doing, most people are not getting enough of and is incredibly, incredibly important for your gut health and for your hormones is to get enough protein with breakfast. So we want to aim to have around 25 grams of protein with breakfast, and that can actually be really tough to do. We need to be really intentional about this because if you're having a standard breakfast like toast or oats or cereal, there is no way you're going to be getting anywhere near enough protein. So we really need to consider this and make some shifts to be able to get enough protein. So that protein intake stabilizes our blood sugar levels, which sets us up for having an energized day and to avoid energy crashes, imbalanced hormones and impacted sleep. So we've spoken about protein. 
And the next thing we want to consider is adding in a healthy fat. So fat, similar to protein, also really helps with stabilizing our blood sugar levels. But in particular, it's also really important for our hormones because our hormones, our sex hormones, are actually made from healthy fats, including cholesterol-containing fats, which includes things like fatty fish, eggs, butter, ghee, all of those kind of you know healthy, nourishing fats. So we want to ensure we're getting some kind of healthy fat with breakfast as well. So that could include any of those things that I just mentioned, or it could be something like Greek yogurt, nut butter, good quality olive oil, or any of those kind of things. But add your protein and add your healthy fat. Outside of that, we want to look at fiber and prebiotics as well. When it comes to fiber, we're really talking about fruit, maybe some veggies, Also, whole grains, if you tolerate them, if you have a lot of gut stuff going on right now, they may not be the best option for you. But a whole grain that I really like for people that tolerate it is oats, but particularly overnight oats, because that overnight soaking reduces the content of anti-nutrients, things like phytates and lectins that can make oats and other whole grains tough to digest. So that's a really great way to make your oats or whole grains a bit more gut friendly. But remember, we don't want to just have the oats. We don't want to just have the bread. We want to make sure that we're always pairing our carbohydrates, especially with that first meal of the day, with 25 grams of protein at least and a healthy fat as well. So that's the fiber side of things. Prebiotics in particular are also so important for our gut health. So prebiotics are these specific types of fiber or starches that feed the beneficial bacteria in our gut. So they work, you know, in a slightly different way to a probiotic, but they have a similar beneficial effect on our gut. So that includes things like the stewed apples that I mentioned before. Also things like onion and garlic, which you may or may not get in with your breakfast, depending on the type of breakfast that you're having. And there are a ton of different veggies that also fit into this category as well. So I wouldn't be too concerned about getting prebiotics with brekkie. You could have stewed apples every single morning with breakfast and that would be an awesome option. Or you can just focus on getting a good variety of plant foods. And the greater that diversity of plant foods you're having on a daily basis is going to be more supportive of your gut. And just by doing so, you're naturally going to be getting plenty of those prebiotic foods to support and nourish your gut microbiome as well. And probiotic foods are great to include as well. So probiotic foods inherently contain probiotics, which is that, you know, those beneficial bacteria that are supportive of our gut microbiome as well. So a good quality yogurt that contains probiotics is a great option. And just check the label and make sure it does contain Some form of probiotics, it's often these typical strains like lactobacillus or bifidobacterium that you'll find in yogurts. Or you could also add some form of fermented veggies if you're having more of a savory breakfast, like sauerkraut, for example. A quick message from me to let you know that right now I have spaces available in my four-month one-on-one nutrition programs. If you're struggling with bloating, constipation, food sensitivities, or other gut-related symptoms or conditions from anxiety to endo, I would love to support you. In these programs, I help you to get to the root cause of your symptoms in a realistic, sustainable way. 
You'll get personalized nutrition, lifestyle and supplement recommendations and online messaging support in between sessions to get all of your questions answered and make sure nothing gets in the way of you getting results. Head to frandargaville.com or the link in my Instagram bio to learn more or book a free phone chat with me. Okay, back to the episode. I'm going to provide a couple of different options for breakfast now and take it, run with it, go for whatever is going to suit you best. And I'm going to provide a bit of a spectrum of options and don't feel like you need to go for the best option. Any step in the right direction is going to be great and perfectly fine. You don't need to go for the best option. But for example, if you're not having breakfast right now, having something small is going to be great. Or if you're having something more carbohydrate focused, going for something with some healthy protein and healthy fat is going to be a great next step for you. So firstly, just checking in with where you're at. If you're not having any breakfast and you don't have a whole lot of appetite, remember that warm lemon water first thing in the morning. Also making sure you're getting around 30 minutes of movement every single day. That can be really helpful. Also just consuming adequate water throughout the day and also getting a good variety of fiber-rich foods. All of those things can help increase that morning appetite, and you may also need some targeted gallbladder support as well to get things moving and stimulate that digestion and help get your appetite going. But it is a little bit of a chicken and egg thing, so do those things, but also start with something small that you can stomach even if you don't have much of an appetite. So that's when I'd suggest something really easy, simple, quick, A protein shake in this case is a really great way to just get that protein in first thing in the morning without you having to think too much. So I would suggest pairing that with a couple of other things as well. So bare minimum, the protein shake, that's a great place to start. If you can add that in to a smoothie and add some fiber and healthy fats, that's a great option. So maybe you add some Greek yogurt or coconut yogurt for the healthy fats and some probiotics as well. And then you can add some fruit and veggies. So you could add a handful of baby spinach, maybe you add some frozen blueberries, maybe half a banana. Those kind of things can make a really well-rounded smoothie. So it's more of a meal as opposed to just a shake. So you're getting your protein from the protein powder, you're getting your fiber from the fruit or veggies. You're getting your healthy fats from the yogurt or some nut butter, and also perhaps some probiotics from the yogurt as well, if you're having a good quality yogurt. So that's a great option. If that is already too much, then you can stick with the protein shake. And you can also have something on the side, like a really good quality piece of bread, maybe sourdough or a good seed loaf with something like avocado, olive oil, or nut butter. So you've got a little bit of fiber and some healthy fats there as well. If that's where you're at, that's absolutely fine. That is absolutely fine. Just start there and start putting one foot in front of the other and you can move forward over time. But that is a really good place to start and it's going to make a difference on your energy levels, how you feel throughout the day, your sleep quality, and all of that. Another great easy option is overnight oats, as I mentioned before. So overnight oats are a lot easier to digest than regular oats or porridge. So that's a great option. You can soak them overnight in some water or whatever milk you want to go for. But then we want to make sure, again, that it's not just the pure carbohydrates. We want to add some protein. So that could either be the protein powder or a good quality collagen powder 
and then add some healthy fats as well. So you can add your yogurt of choice. It could be Greek yogurt. It could be coconut yogurt. And then some fruit as well is a great option. So adding the yogurt, adding the collagen or the protein just balances that out and makes it more of a well-rounded meal as opposed to a purely carbohydrate-based meal that's going to spike your blood sugar levels and leave you not feeling so good later in the day. I like this option as well because you can make it for a few days at a time. So if you're super busy, if you have crazy busy mornings, you can make this for a few days at a time. So you just get up in the morning, grab it out of the fridge and it's good to go. Chia puddings are another great option as well. So there's some healthy fats in there. You can also add some form of yogurt and fruit. And I would also encourage you to add either a protein powder or a collagen powder to that as well so that it provides a bit more of a well-rounded satiating meal. If you're wondering which protein powder or collagen powders to go for, I do have an episode that you can go back and have a look at where I explain all of this in a little bit more detail as well. Or you can send me a DM on Instagram and I can let you know some of my favorite options as well. Now, if you have a little bit more time in the mornings, so that could be you if you just have time in the mornings or it might be you on the weekend. So you might go for one of these more convenient options during the week. But if you have a slower start to your days on the weekends and you have a little bit more space, then it would be great to go for something that's more of a savory breakfast. So when we have a savory breakfast, generally it's easier to get more protein, more healthy fats, more nutrients in general across the board. And it's easier to incorporate some of these super nourishing foods like sauerkraut, for example. So that could look like a couple of eggs, maybe some free range bacon. It might be a frittata or, you know, some form of egg based dish. It could be leftovers. You know, breakfast doesn't have to look like breakfast food. If you're open to having leftovers, which, you know, a lot of my clients are, then that can be a great, easy option as well. And then you can also make healthy versions of your favorite foods as well. So that could be pancakes or waffles. There are honestly genuinely healthy versions of these that you can make that are actually going to be supportive for your gut and your hormones and stabilize your blood sugar as well. But that's obviously not going to be your regular pancakes or your regular waffles. For example, I make pancakes with half a banana, if I'm just making it for myself, mashed up, a few eggs, a little bit of almond meal or something like that, maybe some vanilla, and just mix that all together, cook that up in some butter or ghee, and then put some Greek yogurt and berries on there. And it is absolutely delicious. But when you think about it, the ingredients are great. It's pretty low carb and it's very supportive of your blood sugar levels and it actually fills you up as well. So that's a way that you can have something like pancakes every day that's actually going to be supportive of your health. Or as I mentioned, it might just be when you have a little bit more time on the weekends as well. That can be a really good option to go for. So your breakfast doesn't have to be boring. You can go for some of these more, you know, tasty, exciting options. Even things like French toast, for example, you can make a healthy version of that, that you actually want to eat. And yes, you might not have the time to do that every single day. That's okay. You can just do it when you do have the time and the bandwidth to do that. So I know I've covered a lot of different options. And as I mentioned, starting really small, if you're fasting right now or you don't have much of an appetite, just starting small. It could be some of those things I mentioned or even just a little bit of yogurt and fruit something really small just to get you started and start building that habit and start stimulating your digestion. And then over time, you can move towards having something a little bit more 
satiating for breakfast. And if you're super busy, even if you do have an appetite, just finding something that's genuinely going to work for you and fit in with your life so that you can actually stick to it every day and you don't end up just having to grab something on the way to work, you know, banana bread, raisin toast, those sort of things that a lot of us grab when we're grabbing our morning coffee that are just so convenient. If you have your overnight oats or your chia pudding or your sourdough and your protein shake, these things are honestly just as convenient and they're going to set you up so much better for a healthy gut and healthy hormones. So I hope you found this helpful. If you have any questions, feel free to reach out to me on Instagram. My Instagram handle is my name, Fran Dargaville. And if you have any questions at all that you'd like me to answer on the podcast, head over to frandargaville.com forward slash ask Fran, and you can submit a question there anonymously if you like, or you can share your details with me. And I may answer that on a future episode of the podcast. Have an awesome day and I'll catch you in the next episode. Bye. Thanks for joining me for another episode of the High Vibe and Healthy podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. If you'd like to chat with me about how we can work together to reach your health goals, head to frandargaville.com. To connect with me day to day, Instagram is the place to be. Follow me via my handle at frandargaville. And finally, please note that the materials and content within this podcast are intended as general information only and are not considered to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis or treatment.